Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Frog Pond Academy. I'm Effector of Change, and I proudly present to you a slice of murder. Paynton Place is an 18th century house built by Sir John Paynton, the first baronet in Rutting on the Rise, a beautiful if isolated corner of Norfolk, England. It's just the place to spend a couple of days on a cooking holiday, a weekend mini-bake as it's advertised. But the rural tranquility is shattered when celebrity chef Francis Franny Craddock is found dead late on Saturday night, particularly when it turns out that he's been murdered. Suspicion falls on the guests, but who would have wanted to kill him? What does this have to do with the legendary painting Plunder, supposedly brought back from India by the eccentric fourth baronet Sir Richard Painton? Featuring the special talents of Bussin Pumpernickel, Easley 18, Emmy Injuru, Obsessive Repulsive, Plunge 87, Red Mage Dove, Squid Monarchy, and the Bulba Boy. Join us this evening as we attempt to figure out who might have committed this murder and why. But welcome everyone to a slice of murder. This is going to be a lovely experience. So, now that uh, our players have all gone over the rules of uh, how we're going to play, we're going to listen to a little tape from our uh, me, the inspector, and uh, it's going to help set the scene of what's to follow here in this murder. Without further ado, let us get that begun. Evening all, my name's McClue, Inspector R.P. McClue. So this is Rutting on the Rise, huh? the famous Paynton Place Hotel. The guidebook says it's a splendid example of Queen Anne architecture. Grim and gloomy, I'd have said, but maybe I'm wrong. Not that I ever have been in the past. I believe you're all here to enjoy a cooking holiday, a weekend mini-bake, as it's called. Let me explain. This was a joint venture by two men, Paul Babylon, who owns this hotel, and the TV chef Francis Franny Craddock. But Mr Craddock is no longer here to enjoy himself, because he's dead. His body was found at approximately half past two this morning. There's some sort of ruined summer house or something. What? Oh, apparently it's called a folly. Anyway, there's this folly in the grounds with a vault underneath. Franny Craddock was found dead in that vault. So the first question is, why was he there in the middle of the night? Our forensics are searching the scene at the moment. Think of them as CSI Norfolk, and we'll have more news later. But right now, the best we can say is that he died from poisoning sometime between one and half two this morning. And I think someone here poisoned him though we haven't yet found out how that poison was administered. Until we do, I'd like you all to stay here, and you might profitably use the time to see if you can discover which one of you is responsible. Oh, and I found a couple of clues that might help you. Don't none of you go anywhere. I'll be back. Stop the CD now. It's not a CD, but we'll pretend that it's a CD, friends. We'll pretend that it is a CD because we are in a modern shit, era. Shit, shit. We're in a modern era. Starting, of course, at the top there, we'll do our introductions. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if I may please appeal for calm. There's clearly been some misunderstanding that needs to be cleared up. But everything will, I promise you, be absolutely fine. I know you all came to test this new project of ours, the mini weekend at uh, the weekend mini bake. I'm terribly sorry for this disruption, but rest assured you will all be offered a discount for future mini bake to compensate you for your trouble. As the inspector has just explained, I am Paul Babylon. I bought this hotel last year and you will all still my most esteemed guests. Correct you on one point, Mr. Babylon. You did not buy a hotel last year. You bought a house. My house. I'm Teresa Payton and my family built Payton Place. I was born here. I grew up here. The fact that we had to sell it after my father died doesn't change the fact that this is still my house. Tell them, Boris! Whoa, what? Oh, oh yes, cripes. Uh, yes, um, uh, uh, Payton Place. Uh, home of the, the Paytons, absolutely. Uh, so blooming lootly. Uh, oh, poor old Franny. I was at school with him, you know, never never quite forgave me for knocking his teeth out in a rugby match. Dare say me tackle was a bit high, but all's fair in love and rugby, that's what I say. Me? Boris, that's the name, Boris Jefferson. Teresa's my betrothed and beloved, don't you know? We have, uh, we've had had our disagreements in the past, but absolutely inseparable now. Couldn't get a fish slice between us. Yeah, I agree with Teresa, always do, always do. More than my job's worth not to. Oh, my job? Yeah, I work at an investment bank. I'm a bit of a banker. You know, jolly good. Carry on then, carry on. Thank you, boys. You're still as deep and profound as ever, I seem. Look, if you don't know me by now, I don't really care. It's your loss, not mine. Elizabeth Lightwater, Lizzie, if you please, friend of Teresa. I didn't grow up in Peyton Place, but I spent a lot of my childhood here. Oh, did we have some happy times in this house. Wild times as well. You'll remember the good times, Fizzy. Me? Me? Should I speak next? Yes, I, I suppose I should, really, if no one minds awfully. I'm Frizzy Cookshank. I'm a historian, a, a proper one, I mean. I write books and everything. Uh, you might have seen the Green Army series. I did that on UK Conquest. And I'm a historian of this house and the Peyton family. Just as a hobby, you understand. <laughs> I can't do a southern accent. <laughs> The real British person in this in this conversation. Oh, usually it's cheating us because he doesn't have his camera up. We can't see his reactions in real time. <laughs> and what? I'm a historian on this house in the Peyton family, just as a hobby. You understand? <laughs> Anything you need to know, just ask. I went to school with Teresa and Lizzie, known each other forever. We have. I was going to say how lovely it was to get together again, but it's not, is it? Not with Mr. Craddock dying so suddenly. Oh, Franny. Franny dead? How can Franny Craddock be dead? I'm his biggest fan, you know? Judy Drench is my name. And I love Franny. I like all the TV chefs. They're fantastic. But Franny was the one I loved. I never thought I'd meet him mind. Me, a librarian from Birmingham. But then I won the competition to come out on this weekend. And I met him. I met Franny. And now he's dead. He was everything to me. He was my role model. Maybe he was your Swiss role model, eh? 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 
<laughs> oh, yeah, profit role model. That's another one. Sorry, don't mean to offend, but you gotta keep a sense of humor, don't you? Look, the man made some pastries and now he's dead. Probably poisoned himself with his own food. That's what happened, I reckon. He cooked a dodgy pastry and then when it, and then he was dead. Scone with the wind, eh? Best played flans of mice and men. That's another one. Anyway, I'm Barry Chips. As if you didn't know, Barry, Mr. Chips, to you, comedian, actor, entrepreneur, at your service, ladies and jelly beans. Jelly beans. Y'all know Chipsville, the amusement arcade in Rotten-on-Sea. That's mine, that is. Chips my name, chips my nature. Yes, well, I hardly know what to say after that. Well, I'm Piers Shorthose, the Reverend Shorthose, and this is awful news. Truly awful. Our hearts must go out to poor Mr. Craddock and his family, if he had any family, of course. Otherwise, our hearts go out to... Well, they just go out, that's all. It's all too distressing, I mean... I don't know Franny Craddock personally, but any man's death diminishes me, as John Dunn once said on Radio 2. Alright, alright. Is that the uh, the last guest to introduce? Introduce themselves here for our mystery of murder. I believe it is. I believe it is. Alright. So, guests, suspects, whomever you all are, it is time we move into first round of dialogue starting with Paul let us hear what you all have to say oh dear oh dear this should have this should have happened to my partner my business partner I should add and to think the police believe one of my guests is responsible excuse me Mr. Babylon I don't remember the policeman saying that it was one of your guests he said it was one of us he didn't exclude you uh well well and, and no not such but Obviously, I'm not a murderer. Yes, well, we'll see about that period now, Mr. Mr. Chips. You found the body, I believe? Tell us about it. So, you and Boris went to bed early, but the rest of us went to bed around 11.30, right? About an hour later, I get a, get a glass of water, and that's when I see the lot outside. At half past midnight? Yeah, something like that. There's a light in the foley, and it's still there when I get up again an hour later. I thought, well, hello, that's funny. I thought, I can't sleep. Maybe I should take a look. So I did. Didn't expect to find Craddock's body lying there dead. And what else did you see? I mean, did you notice anything suspicious? Yeah, yeah, I did. As it happens, when I was going out out of the house, I thought I heard noises behind me, like someone else was up as well. Blimey, that's jolly interesting period could have been the killer, you think? I don't know. I'm just saying I wasn't the only one up at two o'clock in the morning. And if the show fits, eh? Show, do you get it? Yes, all right. But what I don't understand is how Mr. Craddock was poisoned. I mean, we all ate the same supper. Some more than others, eh, Boris? I noticed you shoveling it away, getting your money's worth. And at breakfast this morning, don't worry you that someone had been poisoned, did it? Well... Well, you know, uh, a chap's a chap's got to eat. Uh, need to keep your strength up in times of crisis. Anyway, where I come from, breakfast means breakfast. 
Breakfast means breakfast. You heard the gentleman himself say it. All right, let me take a moment here. I have some clues that need to be distributed. Give me just a moment to uh, locate those documents and get them where they are supposed to go. They live here somewhere. Documents. Documents. Yes. Documents. All right. All right. Boris, Boris, where's Boris? That way. Boris, let me send you this message. Are you sending me in discordance? I'm sending you discordance. Yes. Got it. Here you are, Boris. Here is your 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 document. And I found another document that I think would be important for our investigation for us to discuss. And I believe that one I'm going to distribute to Miss Judy, Judy Drench. Judy, where are you? Here you are, Judy. Judy, I have to send you this one. Just a moment. And uh, when it's time for you to reveal your your documents, uh, feel free to pop it in the group chat. All right. So now that you've all got your clues, we have completed our first dialogue. We're going to now move into... Uh, the next part. So if you could scroll down and find the next page of your booklets, it will uh, instruct you and who will start these rounds of questioning. Hmm. But feel free to take time to uh, review the information in your booklet. Some of you have one page, some of you have two. Just look for that stop sign. When you see that stop sign, that just means do not continue further. Um, but if you do see uh, information of what you will reveal and what you reveal only if pressed, just make sure you notice that. It also gives you instructions in the booklets on when you should release some of those pieces. But this is a bit of a discussion at this point, so feel free to uh, improvise and uh, play your characters as you will. Dun, dun, dun. So w what is the first clue? Who's got it? Paul? 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 Yes, yes. So I've got here that this is a newspaper uh, clipping from about a month ago about the folly uh, Franny was found dead, you know, downstairs in the basement. Ah, the, the foundations. Yes, yes, that one. It, ah, well, well. I, I, just ha I just have to ask was, do you think Paul was telling the truth? When he said nothing was there in the vault. I mean, he could, the newspaper ask, and well, he said nothing's there because he said nothing's there, but maybe something was there, and well, that's why Craddock was down there in the middle of the night, you know? We did not know about the vault until we were doing essential work to strengthen the foundations of the folly. No, I know that's in the article that I just handed to you. I mean, I can read that too. Well, well what I'm saying is, is it was empty. I'm a banker, after all. I know how to read very nicely. I... That's what he says in the paper too. All right, I understand that he says it's empty. I'm not questioning what he says in the paper. I'm saying what a man is down there dead when it's an empty thing. I don't go into an empty room in the middle of the night hoping to find something because it's empty. Well, the real person you should really be asking about the folly 
is Fizzy. Well, I, I hate to, to interject here, but Sir Richard Payton, the fourth baronet, known as the Mad Baronet, mind you, came back from India in the 1860s and built the Foley. People called it a ruin, but it always was a ruin. That's how he built it, and that's why it's a Foley. No one knew, though, when there was a secret that there was a secret vault underneath. The Mad Baronet left no record of it, but last month, the vault was discovered. Who, who knows why this is concealed? Mad Baronet, eh? This one of your ancestors, Teresa? Someone you're related to? What do you know about him? Yes, he was my great-great-grandfather. Obviously, I never met him. He, I heard he was eccentric. Um, I'm not surprised that he built the vault under the folly and kept it a secret, wouldn't you? I didn't even know about the thing until last month. Don't look at me. Can Teresa Payton explain what this is? Is this the writing of the Mad Baronet? What does he mean by plunder? And does this have anything to do with the secret vault at the Folly? The Peyton Ridley says, as above, so below. Yeah. Wait, did you know of such plunder, Fizzy? This, this scrap of paper is known as the Peyton Riddle. It was written by the Mad Baronet. Some people believe that the Mad Baronet came back from India with a, a treasure trove, um, commonly known as the Peyton Plunder. But no one's ever discovered this. The only thing that he definitely brought back from India was the contents of what's known as the Cabinet of Curiosities, uh, which is which is in the Red Room, of course. But I do wonder, what exactly is Barry Chips doing here this weekend? He doesn't seem like someone who's interested in baking or history, for that matter. I mean, eating pies, maybe, but not bacon, Mr. Chips. I know nothing about baking. I'm keen to learn. I'm, I'm always down to learning new things. I understand that baking is very fashionable these days. There's a program on TV with Mel and Kim. That merry beard woman. I'm interested in the entertainment business. And it's important to keep up with new trends. Baking isn't just a trend. It is a lifestyle. Ripping Short House, what about you? What are you doing here? Did you know Franny Craddock at all? Or is there a personal connection, maybe? Were you two perhaps secret lovers of some kind? Oh, no, not at all. In fact, I am really just so passionate about baking. When I was in the seminary, me and some of my other fellow priests would spend quite a lot of time in the kitchen together, just baking some wonderful, wonderful pies and cakes and all little tiny pastries. We would share the sweet cream of eclairs together just simply <laughs> wonderful so uh, where where were you last night after midnight do you have an alibi oh yes i said my nightly prayers around 11 o'clock and then read a couple of pages of the bible and then i went to bed about 11 30 read a couple chapters as i do every night of course and then i just went to sleep hmm. on a minute paul did you know about the riddle is that why you were excavating under the folly? Absolutely not. I didn't know about the vault or the plunder until such time as it was discovered. A likely story. If I knew, surely I would have asked. Mm -hmm. Surely I would have asked. More importantly, are you sure that you were in a position apart from Franny Craddock? Do you mean by that? Well, you had previous engagings with uh, Franny prior to your engagement, did you not? I was. What are you trying to say? Uh, I just mean it's very, very quick to point a finger at me. Yet, don't want to explain about your previous engagement, do you? I was never actually engaged to Franny Craddock. Mm-hmm. 
You don't seem very upset, though. We had a brief fling, but it's over and engaged to my love, Boris. That's all there is to say. Still very heartless, if you ask me. To each his own. Very quick to dismiss. You're allowed your opinion. Well, I mean, we're, you're so you're so quick to to point the finger. Why wouldn't we we point the finger at at anyone who's here? We could just as easily point the finger at at Miss Judy. Um, she helped Franny serve dinner last night. So maybe that gave her the opportunity to to do something malicious to the food. My chef would never. Franny cooked dinner last night, and then uh, yes, of course I helped him serve. But I certainly didn't put poison in anyone's food. And certainly not in Franny's. I I loved Franny. Yes, if we all had the same dinner. Well, I'm just I'm just saying if everyone wants to throw around baseless accusations about what people are or aren't doing, well, I can play that game too. Look. Barry's here. Apparently, he's a paragon of death. A tragic death follows him wherever he goes. I could say it that way, but that's not true. Just because there was a fire in that restaurant he owned several years ago that I think killed the police officer. But no, I'm not bringing that up at this party because that would be a baseless accusation calling him a merchant of death. I mean, it's irresponsible. Thank you, my sweet. You're welcome, my beloved. This is totally unrelated. Exactly. I'm agreeing with you, Ben. Three years ago, there was a fire. Yes, yes. Three years ago, there was a fire at the Chinese restaurant in Rutton-on-Sea. restaurant was called Between a Walk and a Hard Place. Get it? I owned the building, but I didn't run the place. It was a complete accident, though, unfortunately, a policeman who discovered the fire did lose his life. Were you, were unrelated you there when it happened? Me. Did you see how the fire started? I cannot comment on is, is, this is accusation. This just... Going down a boundless track for no reason. We we had a poison, not a fire. Oh, now, did we not? Now I'm just um, kind of curious. I mean, I've never seen exactly. a restaurant fire before. I wonder how that thing would even stop. Well, it was quite bright. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm still I'm still kind of distracted by the whole Peyton Riddle thing. Uh, last night after dinner, I I think I heard uh, Fizzy. Crookshank, sorry, Miss Crookshank, and uh, Miss Miss Lightwater talking about it. Is that why you came here? I came here this weekend because of the vault to the folly had been discovered. I'm I'm a historian. I'm here only for historical purposes, mind you. Oh, you knew about it. Oh, 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 I, I, sorry, so, sorry. Did did you did you say uh, Miss Lightwater? Yes, was involved yes, in this conversation. Too. Is is Miss Lightwater not a very good friend of Teresa? I am, yes. So if Miss Lightwater knew of said folly and said plunder, surely this links to to uh, Miss Payton. Oh, I've always known about the missing Payton plunder. The discovery of the vault under the folly sounded like it might have been a connection. So, you know, I came here with a Fizzy to see if the plunder might have been buried there. And look, nobody's ever ever successfully interpreted the Peyton Riddle. I've stopped thinking about it already. Yeah, there was no fisting involved with any of this either. I'm sorry, did you say there was no fisting? Oh, you are right. quite no, no fisting, Fizzy. <laughs> no fisting. My did Fizzy stutter? She said there was no fisting. There was no fisting. Yeah, no she fisting. is the very She says it, it makes me think <laughs> there might have been some fisting going on. I mean, it seems... <laughs> It seems kind of out of the blue to bring it up. It, it does. It does seem to be a little out of the blue. <laughs> what I can say 
is Twitch Automod is not okay with fisting. Now twice it has decided not to let that word be in the stream. Apparently Twitch has something against it, and it's very suspicious. <laughs> what is Twitch? Uh, Lizzie Lightwater, what can you tell us about this fisting this weekend? I'm sure no one needs to really know about fisting, right? I mean, we've, we've all got the internet. Well, that I think we all need to know about it. We've all got the internet. We all know what it is. I, I should hope. When it comes to baking, the only time you should be using your fists is for kneading dough. Boris, don't be telling our secrets. Yes, that's what I, I think we were all talking about, right? The fisting of the dough, yeah? Sure, let's go with that. Correct. It's just so soft and numb. I'm sure that's, that's what, that's, of course, that's what I mean. Exactly what we're talking about. you got to get in there. Right. Yeah. That's what she said. I say lots of things. She did. Yeah, Fizzy just said that. She just said it. Oh, you know, at least we weren't doing a lot of bacon like the priests were. Better than anyone I know. Those were some very, very good times. Because that bacon can have serious consequences if you're not careful. I had to watch my blood sugar during those days. <laughs> you had to watch your blood sugar? Yes, if I was having that much cream in my affairs. Goodness. I'm sure that's the only thing. I thought you said blood sugar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think there was any scripts about oh, blood sure. sugar no. or fisting and this is where the improvisation of the game is really just popping off this evening <laughs> and I'm here for it. My, my script actually does contain these things. Oh, it does. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure everyone wants to know more about my script. I'd like to know more about your script. <laughs> know more about the fisting, please, because I keep getting asked if I do it, but I don't think I do. I think I know what it really means, you know? You certainly know what was happening, I, I think. I think it's one of those things that if it happened to you, you'd probably know if it did. You're at heart. Like, I don't think you'd want to wear rings while you do it, you know? Hey. I have a question, Barry. You discovered the body. You said that Franny was dead when you found him. How can you prove that? Well... Or do we only have your word that Franny was already dead? Franny Craddock was definitely dead when I found the body. He wasn't breathing. Pretty sure you need to be breathing to stay alive. And he was not breathing at that point. You don't strike me as particularly bright. How are you sure? Now, I was the only one there but I'm definitely telling the truth. I mean, I may not have the best education, but I know any bloke who ain't breathing ain't living. Right. I knew about Freddy. I don't believe you. Sounds like some top-notch life advice there, my my friends. Uh, but th there's one question I have uh, for Miss uh, Lightwater. Miss Lightwater. Yes, Inspector. Can you uh, clue us in a little bit more about some drinks you were preparing? I, I've heard some suspicion that, uh, <coughs> you know, with poison and all, that you were uh, seen uh, very close to the liquor cabinet. Oh, well, how... Um... How astute of you, Inspector. Oh, I'm, I'm more than just my horses. I'm, I'm quite good at making cocktails, you see. After dinner last night, I, um, I decided to take a little stroll and wander near the liquor cabinet. And, well, Franny Craddock... Oh, goodness, this is embarrassing, but I'd had a few in me. Franny Craddock wanted an orgasm. Uh, it's, it's a drink made with amaretto, cream de cacao, and triple sec. Um... Most obviously, this drink is not made with poison in mind. Thank you very much. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, this is a new drink for me. I've never heard of having uh, an orgasm with amongst friends, but uh, sounds innocent enough. I recommend it. I actually do recommend it, of course, if um, all parties involved are uh, willing to to drink to drink this drink. 
It's quite tasty. It's quite like a slippery nipple. When when you are next at a bar, please order a street screaming orgasm. Now, other question. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Recommend very highly. Lizzie, it, it is a very unique. It is a very unique name for a drink. To achieve the best benefit of the beverage, do you have to drink it to completion, or can you just have like a sip? Well, no, you, you would have to drink the entire thing. And, and quite slowly, if you drink it too fast, it's it's not very satisfying at all. Um. Right, so you have to you have to slow now. Um, my question is, is the drink better when you share it with multiple people? Like, if you have many people sharing the orgasm, does that make it taste better? Or is it something enjoyed primarily by oneself? Boris, honey, please take note of the answers. Write it down, write it down. Thank you, honey. In in my personal opinion, <laughs> this will be on the test, dearies. Um, yes, well, it's personal preference. For me personally, the more the merrier. Um, I personally would like to share my mixed orgasm with as many as possible uh, at any given opportunity. But some like to enjoy it in more private company. Well, in your professional opinion, I guess what I'm asking is, does, does the more partners you share the beverage with, take away from the benefits of said drink or is it more of a law of increasing returns that's a good that's a banker term right there i'm very smart with money oh i love when you talk money oh goodness you flatter me i'm i'm no professional at all i'm i just have lots of experience um it, it really comes down to personal preference, how it's mixed, uh, how the ingredients are distributed, and um, the mindset of the partners going in, of course. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm one to share this with as many as possible, whenever I can. Noted. All right, thank you. Boris, honey, we will revisit this conversation together later. Yes, I... I, I recommend you to enjoy yours uh, privately. I, I've made several notes, my love. Oh, oh God. And next question. <laughs> Miss, Miss Lightwater, yes, I, I, I'm definitely hearing uh, there's such a bond between you three gals. Uh, Miss Crookshaw, Miss Payton, and you, you seem very chummy. However, I see uh, there is a, a woman here who's a little out of place. Miss uh, Miss Judy Drench, I believe, was was your name. Give me that place. Uh, Miss Lightwater, can you tell us a little bit more about what you had seen in uh, Miss Drench's room? Oh, well, um... I um I just happened to wander into Ms. Judy Trench's room yesterday afternoon. Um, she had several scrapbooks dedicated entirely to the career of Franny Caddock. Um, I don't know if it's my place to say whether or not she was obsessed with him, or stalking him, or just just a fan of him. He's a celebrity. It's hard to say. I would relate, but. I suppose it is a question worth visiting. Scrapbooks full of crap clippings about Franny Craddock. I'm a fan. Everyone knows I'm a fan. Doesn't make me any sort of stalker. What what fan doesn't collect information about about a celebrity? I've met quite a few of my own. I've never known them to scrapbook about me. Of course, I've never visited them in their homes. Boy, oh, that's a sick band. Probably never invaded their bedrooms either. I don't think you invade many people's bedrooms. As someone who's invented... I think the only orgasm you know how to give is, is a, a drink. I've had more than my fair share, and that's all I will say on the matter. Hmm. My, my, my apologies, uh, Reverend. Uh, it seems our guests are uh, less holier than thou. Um, I, I do hope uh, you are in good company and good spirits this eve. These folks are rather quite uncouth. 
why I would never find myself doing such things, you know? I am one who would enjoy a nice virgin cocktail. Anything for to to mimic the sweet life of my Virgin Mary, that's for sure. Someone say mimic. Um, um, Reverend, whilst whilst we are on the discussion of innocence, um, there is a guest in your room as per request. Oh, a guest. A guest. Oh, yes. please do tell. Another guest, perhaps another suspect. No, no, no. They just arrived this moment, and I sent them directly. I had a, f- a text, and I sent them straight to the room. Goodness, that is news to me. Was it a? Was it pl- perhaps a latex visitor? Something that gets big when you blow it up. They said that they are here to relieve the stress of one's day. Oh. Oh, that sounds lovely. Is it a masseuse, Reverend? I mean, I do need my shoulders to be loosened quite a bit from holding the monstrance up all day. And when you hold your hands up to do the Stations of the Cross on all your parishioners, it does get quite exhausting on the arms. And when you carry the Bibles around in the rectory, it's so painful. Teresa, did you hear that, darling? There's a masseuse in the Reverend's room. Perhaps after uh, they've had their way with you, they could come and uh, give a go at us two, then. Uh, Can we borrow him when you're done? Do you mind? Oh, quite indeed. Oh, thank you. He can also recommend some stretches for you to do. I'm very bendy. Forrest. Oh, fantastic. Forrest, no. Yes, I do like to be limber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perhaps this occasion calls for drinks. Please. All right, my guests, uh, my suspects, I, I would ask you to uh, please consider reviewing your pamphlets once more, just to make sure there's no more uh, little clues you might have simply slipped from your mind. Before we move on to the next round, do take a chance to do that. Maybe, uh, maybe something has come up that uh, you're now remembering. Take a few moments to glance and let me know. I believe someone entered my room. Boy, I just thought of something. Where was Boris and Teresa last night after, say, midnight? Can anyone vouch for them? I mean, I don't I don't think it's any secret when you're desperately in love with your fiancé like I am. That's, uh, that's where you're going to be. And I know where we were, and that was in our room. Well, that's what that wailing was. I heard a wailing last night. I thought it was a ghost. Very convenient. I'm, I may not have passed a hand check, but I took a sleeping pill last night at about 10.30, and I slept through the disturbance until the police arrived. And Boris will vouch for me. Yes, she's a very heavy sleeper. He was underneath me. He couldn't have gone anywhere. Just the way I lock it. Mm, that's right, love. Mm. I mean, it seems like a good enough excuse anyway. The Reverend just said he was talking to God or not, and everyone seemed all right with that. I don't see why it's so unbelievable to think that me and my beloved would be embracing each other's company as our own uh, bodies intertwined in ecstasy. Well, you are underneath your wife. We are all underneath Christ. If you want to demonstrate, then just tell us. Come out and say it. Hold on, let me limber up, darling. Oh, let me just get ready. I'll leave room for Jesus. I thought so. Royce is the ultimate top. He's going diving again. That's what Teresa calls it, is when he goes diving. I'm not sure how it's diving when there's not really a diving board or a pool involved. There must be some large body of water in, in, in question. Fizzy, Fizzy, dear, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll explain this later. Sounds like we're gonna need a couple of those. Drinks. I'll, I'll, I'll explain this to you later in, um, in less um, public company, of course. Oh, I, I, 
appreciate it. Lizzie, I gave you a book to read about this. Oh, we don't talk about this in public. I just have one thing I, I want to address outside of your romantic endeavors. Obviously, you are all here on a lovely uh, retreat uh, pool. It seems like you put out all the stops to uh, make this a lovely affair murder aside from, from everything. Of course I did. Of course, it's for my guests. Uh, I think something that uh, I, I think we've lost the point of is this painting plunder who amongst you knows about this painting plunder and is that why you're here well i know absolutely nothing about the plunder and i never even heard of one until last week when it was discovered as i mentioned earlier um the some people believe that the mad baronet came back from india with a treasure trove and that's that's what the painting plunder is but no one's ever ever discovered this so so it could be here. I don't know. It could be real. Listen, I, I'm just here to have a wonderful time with my wife. All right, a lovely weekend away from everything. I don't need to worry about buried treasure or anything else that might be. Now I'm Australian. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find it again. Calibrating. <laughs> I don't need any treasure to take care of what is happening in our lives. I'm incredibly wealthy. We do incredibly well for ourselves. I don't need some Goonies buried treasure to make my life better. I came back to visit my house and, well, perhaps Boris can show the maid how to cook whatever it is that we were going to learn this weekend. And maybe see your ex-fiancé. Dun, dun, dun. We were never... You've met Mr. Babylon. Yes. Ex fiance yes, yes, what um well from my understanding um teresa happened to be engaged to Fra uh before to franny before jeff's before with boris i was never actually engaged it was a brief fling it ended ages ago my partner themselves told me you were engaged don't worry boris it's all rumors showed me the ring before buying it your partner was wrong I've never been engaged before, Boris. Mm, don't believe you. Teresa's had many flings, and I can I can confirm that. Most of them are just flings and really dumb men. You, Fizzy? Not you, Boris, my sweetums. No, of course not me, darling. We were speaking of other people. That's right, I was just practicing till I found you. As no one else had dalliances and excursions in their youth, I used to the first stone pole. Have you had nothing in your past of which you were not proud of? Well, I, I have to ask. And then I would, I would keep my fiance's name out of your mouth. Nothing I wish to share with the likes of you, sir. Lest I will smith you. Wait, this does not need to come to blows. My fiance. Well, do you know what she was doing? With Franny? And I had no secrets from each other. Do you know what she was doing with good Franny? Good sir. And I use the term good sir very loosely. Their relationship is not a secret to me. Her past is not a secret. When you're an adult, you share information and then you move on. Of course. I've never wanted you more, Boris. But what about the current present state Absolutely. where she was still with 
Franny. Was it was it definitely over? I trust her implicitly. I can't wait to disprove this during confessional later. Is that before or after you send the masseuse our way? Probably after. Are we all going to get a turn with the masseuse? Yes, we are still getting the masseuse, yes. Oh, oh good, good, yes. We'll be nice and relaxed, darling. We won't even hear what they're saying. Do we? After we're done. That's fine, that's fine. Like, I'm not used to taking... We get second. Please tip him well. He works so hard. Very hard. I have a lot of knots. I don't... I think he's going to be very tired after he's done with me. I hope... I hope he does. Good Lord, I'm used to taking after from Teresa, but uh, this is a new one. Not as hard as he's about to work <laughs> in a little bit. Certainly, certainly <laughs> is, uh, my, my, uh, my friends. Well... I think uh, we have revealed uh, what we need to reveal. So let us uh, move on the show and uh, let's wrap up this round, shan't we? Unless there's something pressing, do let me know. No? All right. Let us run the tip. Thank you. So now we know that the victim, Franny Craddock, had been in a relationship with Teresa Payton. Maybe there was unfinished business there. Maybe Boris Jefferson had a fit of jealousy. We also know that, apart from being a business partner of Paul Babylon, Mr. Craddock was involved with Barry Chips. He rented premises from him in the next town. Mr. Chips had a finger in many pies. Then there's Judy Drench, who had something bordering on an obsession with Mr. Craddock. That never looks good. And the Reverend Shorthose? Well, I don't quite see how he fits into this at the moment, but... Both Ms. Drench and Reverend Shorthose are hiding something. I'd stake my reputation on it. Anyway, while you've all been talking at each other, I've had some reports back. Franny Craddock was found in a vault under the folly. The folly was left unlocked, but there's no sign of a key on Mr. Craddock's body or inside the vault. We have still not discovered how the poison was administered. That is a crucial question. And we still haven't discovered what part the paint and plunder plays in all of this. If indeed it plays any part at all. Did Franny Craddock discover something about the plunder? And is that why he was killed? Fizzy Crookshank and Lizzie Lightwater were here in search of the plunder, so this may be relevant to them. Or is this all something of a red haddock? Maybe there is no such thing as the paint and plunder anyway. Maybe it's all a hoax on the part of the mad baronet, Richard Paynton. But we have learned that the mad baronet brought back a collection of artefacts from his time in India, which are kept in the so-called Cabinet of Curiosities in the so-called Red Room. I've just had a look at this cabinet and there's one item missing. The label says it was something called... Jonathan Small's elixir, and that it came originally from the Andaman Islands. Interesting. I've also had the rooms upstairs searched, and we found a few things that might be of interest to you. I'll share them now. Okay, carry on. All right, all right. It seems I've got some more clues to distribute to our guests. Just one moment while we do that. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, do a short ad break whilst I distribute these clues. I could tinkle. So, guess if you would like to take a, a few moments to uh, powder your noses or enjoy a, a 
a quick orgasm. Uh, I'm sure Miss Lightwater would be happy to sort that out for you. Just come round the bar and I will sort that out for you. Have a romp with Boris. I'll be right back. Have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with an expanded free trial, which now you can play through the entirety of Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward expansion, as well as the award-winning Stormblood expansion up to level 70 for free with no restrictions on playtime, except ultimates. Can't do those. Welcome to round two uh, of uh, A Slice of Murder. Here we are. Let's, let's start right at the top here with uh, Miss Drench. Obsession? That sticks in the craw, that does. I'm not obsessed. I just liked Franny. He said he was pleased he was the man who got me into begging. You were his lady in bread, eh? He was your bod and only. Ah, there's another one. Oh, do shut up, Mr. Chips. You're not funny, you know. I could really start to dislike you. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a whisk I'll have to take. Do you get it? Whisk? Yes, well, if you could please move on. Just ignore him. What about this paint and plunder? Is it just a hoax, do you think? Yes, I rather think it is, Mr. Babylon. I grew up with that story and I've never really believed in it. He had a slightly warped sense of humor, my ancestor. What about you, Frizzy? You know more about this place than anyone. Does it? Does the plunder exist? Um, well, I'm not so sure. I reckon we could decipher the patent riddle and we might find something. Uh, what do you think, Teresa? People have been puzzling over that for generations without getting anywhere. Seek it high, speak it low. As above, so below. It's like something from that TV show. What was it called? Three, two, one with Brendan Rogers. What about this Jonathan Small's elixir then? What's that about? Now that's more definite. That is said to be a sample of one of the most lethal poisons in the world. They they say that Adaman Islanders use it in their blowpipes. Uh, you know the pipes that they blow, and it's invariably fatal. Uh, if that's gone missing, then we definitely have a murder weapon. But we still don't know why Franny was in the folly. Maybe he believed in the plunder. Inspector McClue's given me a suggestion here. Maybe we should press onwards. Yes, onwards and upwards. No time for morning. Here today, scone tomorrow, eh? Good lord, is this our punishment? <laughs> Have to listen to puns all night. Right, right, right. Well, uh, I would like uh, my guests to uh, take a moment... Uh, to scroll down to the next page uh, some clues have been distributed clues three and four uh, should be in the correct hands of where they belong I'd like you to uh, scroll down and uh, take a look at your clues uh, facts you reveal and the facts reveal when challenged just take a moment to gain familiarity uh, with that yes friends we are we are here uh, for a slice of murder a slice of murder we are doing a murder mystery there are eight suspects i'm inspector McClue, and we are trying to get to the bottom of this and figure out who has murdered poor old fanny crankshaw uh, we haven't quite sorted that out yet but uh we will we will oh you're right Craddock. <laughs> my bad <laughs> i'm a bad policeman bad inspector i don't even know the name of the victims i just don't know good lord where did you become an inspector anyway i suspicious inspector maybe you're the murderer Ah, 
Wouldn't that be an ironic that would be turn of events if I turned out to be the murderer, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, so the clues have been distributed uh, to our guests, and uh, uh, I would like for you to uh, begin the next round of questioning, my friends. Well, um, Fizzy, I've, I've, I've uh, found a book. Well, I didn't. Inspector found a book um, in Franny's room. Um, as the historian, can you please explain what this book is and um, whether we should take it as a significant thing? Okay. Let me take a look here, if you don't mind. Uh, this book is a biography of the Mad Baronet. It was commissioned by the Mad Baronet himself. You know, he was a narcissistic, narcissistic man, uh, but only published in a very limited edition, mind you, after his death. Uh, this particular copy comes from the library here at Peyton Place, and it has various people's notes in the margins about the Peyton plunder. If Franny Craddock had this book, he must have been interested in the plunder, but Franny Craddock never never asked any information about the plunder, I don't think. Does does the book show it? Wait, so are you saying... Where was this book uh, found again? This, it was with this, Franny, right? This was in Freddy's room. Yeah, Franny never asked me anything about it. And, and I know everything. I'm really smart. You would think... I. This is true. She she is the obvious person to go to if you want information about people. Yeah. So what you're saying is that clearly Franny knew about the plunder. So, I guess my question is, did you know that Franny knew Paul? Uh, no. I didn't even know Franny had this book. Um... I, I didn't even know this book was in the library. You didn't You didn't know this book? Franny never talked with you about this book? At, at no point during your numerous conversations about important things that may or may not have related to certain finances, it never came up about uh, potentially secret treasure well, well, underneath well, the no. house? Um, that never obviously, if up. there was some plunder, Franny must have kept it to themselves. However, this book has never been brought up to me nor shown to me, and at no point have I had the time to go rooting through the house library for a book involving plunder that I didn't know existed. So what you're saying is that you never read this book? No. Nope. Do you even know how to read? No, I, I most certainly do not. You don't know how to read, or no. you said you've never read this book? For if I cannot read, I cannot read the book. First you don't like tea, and then you don't know how to read. That's a little suspicious to me. I think you're getting characters confused. I do like tea, particularly my Earl Grey tea. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think that this, this information that you do not know how to read is very disturbing to me, and I wish I'd known this earlier. Uh, so our audience does not get confused. Yes, yes, Easily18 is here playing Paul Babylon, a fictional character who actually does, in fact, like tea, <laughs> unlike Mr. Easily18 himself, who has been on record to say he does not, in fact, like tea. I believe Emmy can uh, agree with that information. Can you verify that information yep. about Mr. Easily? But Paul Babylon, of course, uh, apparently likes tea. <laughs> you probably yep, did. <laughs> All of it. Always. Punctual as always. I flip everything. Uh, any any other reactions or questioning related to this clue about this book found in Franny's room? So clearly, uh, if, if uh, Franny had this book, 
came and knew about the plunder to begin with, it makes you wonder who of us did Franny learn this information about the plunder then? Was it me? What I seem to think. It was probably Teresa. She must have told him during their brief engagement. Ah, uh, yes. Teresa, did you know of the book or just the plunder or both? If it seems like Franny must have known about the patent plunder, and I, I might have mentioned it to him. I, I just don't remember. It could have been me. It could have been almost anybody else. Because remember, I wasn't engaged to Franny. Uh, this must have been in a recent... This must have been recent when you were in bed with him. All right, enough of this accusationary uh, tributation of shit stirring and other such accusatorialation of my wonderful fiance. It's not getting us any closer to the murderer or identifying the murderer or finding out who killed this poor man by finding out how recently or how much he may or may not have slept with my not at that time fiance. Can we all just be adults here and focus on the dead girl in the floor, please? Thank you, my pet. Anything for you, my darling. You're my burning ember that warms my heart and lights my way. You keep my loins on fire. Is that what a fire crotch is? Can we wrap this investigation up quick? She's in a mood and I'd like to take advantage of it. I'll have to explain that one to you later as well. Oh, um, Perhaps I'll stop by the bar Even before over we wrap up this investigation. Send the masseuse, father. Reverend, sorry. Whatever you are. But I shall make sure I tell him my favourite commandment, thou shalt not be horny. Do you have a mallet for such an occasion? Quite indeed. How else am I supposed to smite the demons? Hmm, Is that what you call it? Mm, quite indeed. Mm. I smite demons daily. Murdering in the Shakespearean sense, aren't we? Perhaps. Perhaps not. Well, I don't... I mean, Inspector, I don't mean to sabotage your investigatory material, but it sounds like there's a bunch of horny people here who just want to get it on before we find out who this dead body is. Maybe we could take, like, a 180, kind of take care of that first, and then come on back and, and go ahead and solve that murder, then. Well, I, I don't think it's... I mean, it's not like the body's going to get any dead. I don't think it's time to come on anyone's backs there, Mr. Mr. Jefferson. Um, oh, my. On a back? How rude, Inspector. Uh, how rude. How can you look your beloved in the eyes and do that at the same time? Unless there's some sort of contortionalysis. Or some mirrors. Oh, yes. Oh, God, I never thought of the mirrors. Are you telling our secrets again, love? So this book. No, no. Was found in 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 Mr. Craddock's room. Uh, any anything else uh, of note of this uh, particular book? We should know. It sounds like uh, Fizzy. It's not something that you uh, had told him about. And Teresa, you may or may not have shared this information at some point in a trist or two in the past, not currently. Um, how about uh, how about you, Paul? Paul, this is a book you've never encountered. Is that right? Correct. He said he doesn't know how to read either. That's what he said. Correct. I've never seen this book in my life. I pay other people to read for me. <laughs> to be fair, I do that as well. Sounds like an awful waste of money if you ask me. Not at all. Saves a lot of time. Well, that aside, this book has absolutely nothing to do with me, nor does the plunder, for I did not know of it. And Barry, what, uh, 
what would you uh, have us know about this little document that I've handed your way? Uh, this little note. What do you think of this, Teresa? Aha! Uh-huh. Mission was correct. Not so recently, huh? Care to explain how why you're meeting with your not fiance at midnight? If you must know, I did receive a note from Franny. He's been pestering me ever since I arrived on Friday night. He wanted to restart our relationship that was in the past, but I didn't reply to the note and I didn't arrange to see him last night. I was asleep long before midnight anyway. Well, nobody can say that. You were apparently asleep on top of your partner, who was asleep, so has no way to prove this. I mean, I'm a very light sleeper. I imagine if she had left, I probably would have known it. Well, uh, all, all of us arrived on Friday evening, Teresa. How much contact have you have you had with Franny Connick between then and, and his murder? D- did he behave? Did he keep his hands to himself? Was he a little handsy? Or, or did he seem like his normal self? Because he kind of was the kind of person to, to hump a leg, if you know what I mean. Especially after a couple of drinks. Yeah, he was a humper. Well, I, I for one, sorry to interrupt you, my dear. I, I, I don't need to fight your battles for you, but it just seems like everyone's picking on you, picking on you because of something that's happened in the past. And, and isn't it true that, that Lizzie, haven't you been romantically involved with Franny? I mean, we're not here sitting pointing fingers at you just because you haven't mentioned it or how long it's been going on or how serious it is. Oh, goodness. I knew this was going to come out someday. Yes, all right. I have been seeing Franny Craddock on and off for the last few months. It was nothing very serious. It wasn't of going course. anywhere. He doesn't even ride for goodness sake. How can you think of being serious about a man who doesn't even ride? But exactly, Franny and Lizzie were having their fun together. Why would Franny need to break up the happiest engagement of all time? Just to to try and rekindle an old flame when he's clearly got another ember or a stock in the fire over here with Lizzie. I would hardly call it an ember, Boris. Besides, we should perhaps... Teresa, dear, did you know about this? I mean, it doesn't... You don't seem very shocked. Maybe, maybe you wanted to get back together with dear old Franny and he turned you down because of me. I dare say that would ruffle your feathers. Maybe you were all together. No, if Boris... Maybe you were together. Yeah, what, did Boris know that that Mr. Craddock was sending his wife n- notes? Or, sorry, his fiance. Well, I, I've, I've obviously this is the first time that I've seen this, but it's not. It doesn't seem out of character of something that he might do. I mean, look at it. You send a note, you send a bag of gold, you send a bloody army, you do whatever you can to try and get this pincher back, but it's too late. That ship is sailed. And uh, I don't blame the man for trying, but uh, it's it's a fruitless effort. It's falling on deaf ears and uh, stumpy little little stumps where hands used to be. Can't quite hold on because he got no hands to hold on to it. So he's trying to grab it, but there ain't nothing there. I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to raise suspicion where there isn't any. Lizzie, when did you find out about this? And, and how did you feel? Were you a little jealous when you learned about this note? Not at all. Was he a little done with you, perhaps, and come back to 
I have absolutely no attachment romantically to dear Mr. Craddock. Like I told you, the man doesn't ride. And, you know, if a man doesn't ride, there's there's no way I could possibly be serious, especially... Yeah, if a man doesn't know how to ride well, then there's really no point in riding him now, is there? Exactly, Fizzy. You understand. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you say he didn't ride, do you mean that he was not very verbose in his ability to articulate the written word, or do you mean that he was like our young friend Paul over here and he's a functional illiterate and did not know how to read or write? I cannot speak to his literacy or his excellence with the written word. I'm speaking of horses, Boris. Horse riding. Are you riding? I'm a point-to-point rider. Riding. Oh, I thought you were saying writing. Sorry, your accent's a little thick. I'm just from a little bit up the road. I'm not accustomed to it. My apologies. Well, if that isn't the pudding calling the porridge thick. Look, I am I am a fearless horse rider in point-to-point races. I am the first woman to become the master of the Cerberus hunt. Did you say a horse rider or a horse rider? <laughs> I think it's both. Well, okay, that perhaps question is better left unanswered. I, I was just curious. Both sound incredibly interesting, especially with your mistress of the hunt. Hunting whores throughout the night. Sounds like someone would need a costume for that. No, all she needs is a mirror. One mirror? Hmm. If one mirror is adequate for you, I, 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 I suppose I shouldn't judge. May I ask a question, please? If we're done badgering my fiance about whether she may or may not have accidentally run into someone she dated a long slipped. time ago, I actually had a question. These things happen all the time, don't they, my beloved? Fizzy, oh God, you said something about the book, and it made me think of something else. It's just, you know how my bond, you know how a banker's mind works. You know, these things just kind of click into place then. You said that there wouldn't be anything in this house that you didn't know where it was at, yeah? You were talking about the book in the library. The inspector said that they didn't find the key for the vault. Wasn't on the body, wasn't around the body. He searched all the rooms. It wasn't in any of the rooms. So I guess my question for you is the person who knows where everything's at, or where's, uh, where's that, where's that, where's that key, I guess? Key? What, what key? Oh, the key to the folly. Yeah, the, the key to the folly. It's with the other keys in the manager's office. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, it should be fine. Uh, in, unless the office wasn't locked, but it should have been, um... Well, I'm just saying, we know Barry said he heard someone up in the middle of the night. I can exclaim that it wasn't me and my beloved as we were in the midst of our dutiful slumbering embrace. Well, I mean, how do we know that the person who knows the most about this house wasn't the one that was uh, sneaking around, maybe uh, moving that key back to where it was supposed to be? After they found out it was missing, then. Mr. Babylon, where were you last night? You're the one who has the key to the folly. You knew exactly where it was. Where were you? I was in bed, thank you very much. Um, Reverend can attest to that. Just thank you very much. Really? But, Reverend? Uh, <laughs> but the I'm key sorry? was I... in the manager's office. <laughs> no, no. No, no. We're off the key now. 
We're off the key now. We've had some important information that is now more important than the key. The Reverend said he was talking to God all night or doing whatever it is that gods do. Were you talking to God with the Reverend? Were you all praying together? That's that's one possible explanation. A lot of old gods. Well, well, now that you bring it up, uh, Shorthouse is a a very vaguely familiar name. Um, to me at least, but I really, I, I don't, I can't place where I remember it from. Uh, maybe it has something to do with here? Uh, Reverend, do you have any connections to this place or area? Or are you just some rando off the street? As I said, I I am someone who just loves baking. And what I was doing in Paul's room, as I said, I was reading chapters of the Bible. He doesn't know how to read, can't a guy help him become more pious? Would you be baking an apple pious? Like the story. Helped me to confess. Well, I've heard baking is, a, is another word for, for making babies. Not quite, not quite. Um, Dear Lord. I, I believe that neither of us hold the facilities to make a baby. Thank you. Oh my god. No, not at all. God damn it. So you're going to have us believe, Reverend, that you and Paul were in a room all night praying and reading scripture. Until 11.30pm, as I stated, was when I went to bed. The, the Reverend is is a virgin well then you cannot forget this i'm not forgetting that but you said that the reverend can attest that you were in your room all night not in my room in his room but didn't he say that the reverend could attest to something am i misremembering that he could attest that i was in bed all night yes but how could he attest i didn't say my bed our rooms are right next to each other no, but he just said that he was in your bed, Reverend. You hear how that works? Maybe then? perhaps he doesn't know how to read. Perhaps you aren't. He's saying he wasn't in his bed all night. There's not too many other beds where he could have been in. Honey, was Paul in our bed last night? Did we miss him? I missed all the turbulence. Oh, I would know if Paul was there. Yeah, I don't think Paul was in our bed. Uh, 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 Judy, was Paul in your bed last night? Uh, no, no. <laughs> No, no. Fizzy, Barry, was Paul in your bed last night? Fizzy, Barry, either of you in... Was Paul in either of your beds last night? Goodness, no, he can't ride either. Yeah, Lizzie, no. Fizzy, in your bed? I don't think I have the equipment he's looking for, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Reverend, I'll ask you again. Was Paul in your bed last night? There is a reason why my last name is Short Hope. <laughs> I see. So it seems that baking and the Lord are not your only uh, hobbies then, wouldn't you say, Reverend? It's hard to water a garden with a short hose. Is there anything upstairs in your room? Were you about to send some sort of, some sort of boy whore to me and my fiancé? Clearly you've never been to Greece, Boris. I'm expecting a good rub on my buttocks. And he was going to try and do other things, unmentionable things. Mention it to you later. Well, someone has to finish on the back. I'm starting... I'm, I'm really starting to regret winning that magazine contest. This is insanity. This is way better than any baking competition. This is terrible. 
You know, while well, airing everybody's dirty laundry, Judy, you seem to be asking a lot of questions tonight. And yesterday afternoon, I saw you sneaking out of Barry Chip's room. What were you up to? Yeah, your Birmingham accent is slipping. Uh, I beg your pardon? Shall I ask you? What's your real story? I won a magazine contest, and I'm asking questions because I I really liked Franny Craddock, and I'd, I'd like to know who killed him. Judy, who are you? All right, fine. I'm not a librarian from Birmingham at all. I'm a, I'm a police detective, and I'm undercover pursuing an investigation. And obviously, you don't need any more details than that. What? Did you know about this, Inspector? I certainly did not know about this, no. You're the worst Inspector ever! Why are we even listening to you? They sent you here and unlocked. This one's probably here just to make sure you don't muck up this case. Judy, how can we trust anything you tell us? Is that why you're here, Judy? Are you here because the inspector's incompetent? Is this his performance review? Well, I would like to get a very... Are you even within your jurisdiction? I have nothing to do with the professor. Or professor, I'm sorry, with the inspector. Well, why were you in Barry's room? But I, if you're going to start wondering about people's identities and, and their trustworthiness, perhaps you should take a, another look at Pierce Shorthose. He's not really a clergyman. He's not even Pierce. His name is Sammy, and he's a convicted thief. My word. Isn't that why you're here, trying My to steal word. the plunder? Certainly not for baking. Where do you get such information? I'm an undercover police officer. Were you not paying attention? I would like to see the papers. I think all of the sexual activity probably should have been my first giveaway that he wasn't a member of the church. He used his member a lot, I'm sure. Oh, gee, you think? Mm. Hmm. Now, another another thing I'd like to know is about, is about a certain someone being involved with drug <gasps> dealing in oh. this part of East Anglia, Mr. Chips. Uh, I prefer the the term pharmaceuticals. So you are. You are some sort of gangster, then. Does that make me a murderer? Not might if you were trying to cover your tracks. Wait, Chips, I thought you were a comedian. Those puns were dead on. I was going to have you... They were not mutually exclusive. Have you ever met a comedian who wasn't taking pharmaceuticals? Exactly. You can poison someone with pharmaceuticals. It fuels the art. I was going to have you come to the next Christmas party at the bank. It would have been spot on. But I have to tell you, if this is true about you being a distributor of illegal substances, that might put a wrench. HR might have a couple things to say. Hey, you invite me to the Christmas party. I'll bring the snow. Are you a user or just a distributor? Oh, no, dear. Barry Chips hasn't slept for 10 days because that would be entirely too long. Yeah, Boris and I, who are exactly... Who we say we are? Yes, stop. The only person that is that, that, that is named the person I came in with, Boris. We're the only true people here. You know who we are. We're in a room full of liars. As as always, darling. Once again, we are the paragons of virtue and honesty and decency. Isn't it tiring? Well. Well, Teresa, I'm not sure if you know this, um, but I I did hear a story that that Paul Paul's business is doing really badly because he's he is not a financial expert in any means, and it's been a very poor financial health. And that Boris lent him some money. Is that right, Boris? How much is the money secure in this business? Or are you gonna lose it all and leave Teresa to ruin? What? Well, well, well. Obviously, this was my first hotel I've ever owned, and financially, it definitely has been a challenge. I have kept this 
as no secret whatsoever. However, this weekend has been very successful until such time as someone was found dead, of course. Um, and obviously the murder won't help. However, the bit I'm more concerned with, Teresa knew about the money and does not like me. Um, could there be uh, something to try and get the hotel back from me? Yeah. Knowing that we're short on money? Yeah. Blame my beautiful vixen of a fiance for your inability to run a business poor. Uh, ex- ex- excuse, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I am a banker, and money is my. He's a banker and a wanker. Well, that is something that I've been called previously, but is not relevant to the current conversation. Look, look, Did I loan some money to Paul and Franny? Yes, of course. I've known Franny forever. He's a chum. He spoke up for Paul. Obviously, if I'd known that Paul didn't know how to read, I would have had some reservations about handing over this bit of money. It seemed like a sound investment. Boris. I'm not so quite sure now because he's illiterate, but it'll probably be fine considering unless he's a murderer, in which case it might be a problem. Boris, just just hold still a moment. This has nothing to do with you right now. Teresa, did you know about this money? Because surely you must have felt a way and tried to stop... Boris from lending us this money. Mr. Babylon, do you know why my relationship with Boris works so well? I do not dally. He gets dick down! That is the first point I was going to make, thank you. But my second point, I know nothing about the financial arrangements of my fiancé. I leave the money to him, he leaves me to spend it. That has nothing to do with you. But yes, I grew up in Peyton Place, and it is a tragedy that it was sold out of the family. But there are inheritance tax to be paid, and I had no say in what was sold. I have learned to live with this fact. Can you live with that? Mm-hmm. You see, still seem a little bitter. <laughs> it seems to me like these are just sour grapes, Paul. I had faith in Franny. I really wanted it to work for him. He was a good mate. He vouched for you. I had my reservations, but he spoke up. So I believed him, and now he's dead. Man, never mind the fact that my good chum is now laying down in the vault, but this business investment I have is left with the dumber end of this partnership. The problem is here, Boris, you never lent the money to... Right, the problem is No, you you. never lent the money to Freddy. Freddy, you lent it to me. I lent it to... Both of you. Mm, that was not it in was our letters. Moist were in my letter. I'll see what's in here. Hold on a second. Let me just double check my letter here. Because he can read. I'm just, don't mind me. I'm just randomly staring up at the universe <laughs> just to make sure. It's like I'm doing mock trial again. Oh, shit. That's right. Well, 
see, AOC, hold on, I'm going to ask this in accent because I'm getting some conflicting information here from my character. On the one hand, it says I lent it to Paul, and on the other hand, it says I lent it to Paul and, 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 and Fred. Which one is it? Is it Franny and Paul or is it Paul? What is my character supposed to be um, here? You're supposed to be a friend of Paul. Oh. <laughs> so you lent it to Paul? What? Wait a second. I didn't even supposed to know Franny. I thought Franny was my mom. <laughs> no, right, just how nice and confusing. Have you been listening to me and Fizzy and Teresa this whole time? This is how friends interact. Jesus Christ, I've been talking shit to you this whole time because I thought Franny was my mate, not you. Ah, We're childhood friends. We give each other the biggest grief. God damn it. Well, well, Paul, I feel like after the fact we need to have a pint and uh, Bizarro Universe Boris needs to apologise for a couple of things. Let me just... I can help with the drinks. I swear that. that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's fine. That was 11 pages ago. Hold on. Paul, listen, I trusted you very much with this money because you're my very dear mate. All right. And I believed in you. You want to throw your lot in with some bullshit celebrity chef? That's up to you, man. But now we're in trouble. That name recognition is gone. He's dead in the basement. We don't even have any suspects. You're looking me in the eyes while you're standing here sharing your bed with a reverend who's actually a thief well, you're... telling me that my money's going to a good place. You can't tell me that, Paul. <laughs> You can't tell me everything's going to be all right. Are you claiming that I was a thief? I do want to say I am reformed. I am a reformed man. Is that better? Is that something I say to a friend then? Yes. I have not stolen a single thing in at least five years. Good, I'll go with that. Not since I found you. Does that mean you just haven't been caught recently? Hmm. Is that because you've just gotten a lot worse at it, or because Detective uh, Judy over here? Is that your real name, Detective, or should we call you something else? Judy is fine, thank you. Is that because Detective Judy, who's here to oversee the incompetence of the Inspector, has prevented you from stealing anything for the last five years? Or maybe you're planning one last job that you can retire on. I looked to the Lord, and he's the reason why I refuse to steal. That and the extensive amount of therapy I had. Inspector, shall we... uh... <laughs> move forward. Certainly, we, we we shall move forward. We shall move forward, uh, friends. Uh, thank you for disclosing. Is everybody uh, uh, certain they have uh, disclosed all the information that is relevant to our investigation for round two? I'm not anything anymore. My entire life has just got turned upside down. Paul went from the biggest asshole in the room <laughs> to me best mate. He was still insulting your wife. <laughs> My life is a lie. Those facts are not mutually exclusive, no, sir. No, no, that was the celebrity. Paul never been banging the, the missus. That was the one oh. who's dead. Oh, sorry. I would never touch Paul. 
Uh, who cares about Franny? He's dead down in the vault. No use talking about him anymore. Still trying to find his killer. I probably go. No use talking about it. Come That's on, kind man. of the purpose of this investigation. One whole continuity ago, you were yeah, very torn yeah, up about his now. death. Let's just get the masseuse from the fake reverend and head upstairs, honey. I'm sure they're <laughs> sorted out. Everyone here's got a fake name and some deep agendas. We're the only one here who's rich and trying to That's have true. some fun. Could uh, please uh, unmute the stream so you can have yeah, the yeah. next part of the tape we will wrap up round two together yes i said you people were hiding things so judy drench turns out to be an undercover cop truncheon judy as she's known apparently it's news to me but it doesn't mean to say that she's quite in the clear yet on the murder of franny craddock the so-called reverend piers shorthose isn't quite what he seems either sammy shorthose is how we know him and he's done time for theft. Neither Barry Chips nor Lizzie Lightfingers Lightwater have actually faced charges, but there are enough rumours sloshing around these two to flood half of Norfolk. And if that's not enough, there's some bizarre love triangle going on between Teresa Paynton, Lizzie Lightwater and Franny Craddock, and Boris Jefferson, so not a triangle at all, a love square, or maybe a love parallelogram or rhombus. Anyway, we also find the fizzy Crookshank and Lizzie Lightwater admit to having been at the folly last night but left before Mr Craddock went out there. How convenient. And how convenient that last night was the one night that the manager's office was accidentally left unlocked so that anyone could get access to the key to the folly. Almost as though Paul Babylon were creating a smokescreen. Mind you, Mr. Babylon's main concern is clearly money. It looks as though he's bitten off more than he can chew with buying paint and place. Being an hotelier isn't the same as being a restaurateur, and he's not dealing with it very well. Which is why he's been borrowing money from Boris Jefferson. And meanwhile, Barry Chips is hovering like a vulture waiting to buy a paint and place at a knockdown price. It's a good job I'm not a judgmental kind of man, because... You lot have made a right mess of things. However, we have finally tracked down the means used to kill Franny Craddock. He was indeed poisoned with a Jonathan Spong's elixir that the mad baronet brought back from India, and it was administered like this. It turns out that Franny Craddock wore a full set of false teeth, and every night he soaked his dentures in a glass of water, to which he added a product called Dentata Plus. Except that last night, someone poisoned his bottle of Dentata Plus with a slug of Jonathan Spong's elixir. So when he got up to go out to the folly, for reasons we still haven't discovered, he put his teeth in and they poisoned him. I get the feeling that we're near a solution to this one. One last push, eh? Yes, let us stop the CD now. Uh, that doesn't actually exist, but uh, we'll pretend for the, the sake of this investigation that there is, in fact, a CD. <laughs> Change. Change disc. Please insert floppy disc five of King's Quest five now. Five of two hundred. Right. Oh, my God. Yes, it seems this, this mystery is getting even deeper and deeper as we continue on. Uh, lots of chaos seems to be happening. Lots of chaos. 
We are going to move into round three. We're going to have a little bit of a dialogue and we will continue our exploration on uh, these clues. And then at the final round, uh, we will all have an opportunity to try and surmise who done it. Thank you for the 100 bitties. Now I can, in fact, buy more. It is true. It is true. I all right, to let's bring us back our topics. Here they are. All beautiful and apparently very thirsty. We have very thirsty suspects. Thirsty for an orgasm. Yes. (laughs) I do have a remedy for that, Inspector. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) False teeth. Really? I read so much stuff about Franny Craddock when I was getting my cover story sorted out, and there was never any mention of false teeth. Well, I never knew he wore dentures, and I was his business partner. Not that kind of thing you want to advertise if you're a celebrity chef chap. Nor if you specialise in pastries and pudding, you get roasted by the press. Roasted? What, at 666 degrees? The number of the base day? Oh. Oh, do be quiet, Mr. Chips. We really don't need any more of your jokes. This is laughing matter. Anyway, you have questions to answer. Because if this murder finally puts an end to Peyton Place as a hotel, you get a chance to buy it for your half-baked theme park. I beg your pudding. Barry's world of chips is not half-baked. It's very baked indeed. But anyway, Chronic and Killed isn't going to do this place any harm. All publicity is good publicity. Publicity. They'll be queuing up to see where it happened. You're a very cynical man, Mr. Chips, and you're wrong as well. This murder is going to finish Peyton Place. And then, my little mascarpone, maybe you'll get a chance to buy it back. See, I'm not the only one who wants to see this souffle fall flat on its face. What if he is right? If the murder drums are publicity, then it's in Paul Babylon's best interest, isn't it? That's an awful thing to say. As though I'd want my business button dead, just for the sake of business. There's more than one way to cook the books. What do you mean by that? I don't really know, to be honest. Then I suggest we move on and get this unpleasant evening over and done with as soon as possible. Alright, my suspects, take some opportunity to scroll down in your booklets and uh, review round three's facts you will reveal during this round, as well as the facts you reveal if you are challenged. Take a moment to absorb that information uh, so that we can continue this investigation to really come down to who it was that murdered this lovely, lovely chef, poor Mr. Craddock. Poor Mr. Craddock. And I do believe I have distributed your clues, clues five and six, the final clues for this round of your investigation. Yes, he's a merchant baker. They don't have souls. Oh, that is an interesting theory, Shrapnel. Very interesting. His grasp of reality seems suspect as well. Well, I don't know how much that is uh, Mr. Jefferson and how much that is just obsessive repulsives beautiful brain on display for you all. <laughs> <laughs> Merchant bakers have tons of souls. Yes, thousand one games. I do I do agree. I do agree. They probably have many. Uh, but yes, who would like to get started with this round of questioning of my suspects? Well, do we have clues? We, yes, we kind of have to see the clues clue first. Five. I have a clue. 
I have a clue, and uh, you, you don't have five on stream. Not yet. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Well, Mr. Babylon, it seems you and I aren't done, are we? I'd like to show all of you a little email that I've just learned about. I'll read it out for you. Hi, Paul. Sorry about the delay, but I've signed the life insurance documents now. All systems are go on the mini-bake project, and best of luck to all who sail in her. Best wishes, Fran. Now, Mr. Babylon, what do you have to say about that? Do you have a life insurance policy well, on credit? Hmm? I have a, I have a, uh, a standard business practice um, joint it's a mutual life insurance policy. Before uh, we, how much was this? Well, uh, was it insured for? I, I I don't wish to say. However, the money that would be paid out would not affect myself. It would only be paid into the company. I would see no personal benefit from this. It would be an end to your money worries, wouldn't it, Mister Babylon? But I don't personally have any money issues. The business may have money issues, but I am perfectly sound and in no danger. You just you just said that the insurance benefits would go to the business. Yes, but even if the business were to fail, I would be fine. I would sell on the business and I would be fine. I am in no money troubles whatsoever. Sounds like something somebody would say when they're in money troubles. It seems a little suspicious to me. I don't know what that's like uh, personally. <laughs> I'm I, I have a question. Um when when Franny Craddock agreed to set up the Mini Bakes joint venture, did did he know that you had money troubles, Paul? Did he know if the business or myself? Because I don't personally have money troubles. You specifically. I specifically do not have money troubles. I am I am not in any danger of going bankrupt, even if the business does fail. It's it's a very it's a very easy price for you to stand on, Paul. Putting all the to blame on Franny saying that you don't have a responsibility with this. Yeah, you can just walk away can't you? You tried to create this thing, you blunder it up you muck it up and now what? You just get to walk away? Like no harm no foul. Well, well no neither of us were at financial risk if either of us were to die the other would still not see the money and the business would get the money instead it was a joint venture there was nothing to gain from either of us. I just leaving. think you're being rather cold about the death of your partner, is all. I think you had a lot to gain. I have to think commercially smart here. If if his death is there and this business were to fail, that could cause me quite a predicament. Um, but in terms of my own personal finances, absolutely not. We are perfectly fine. My only worry is... Would I be able to pay back Boris? But I would not see the money anyway. Oh, you will pay Boris back. You will. Won't he, love? Uh, uh. I thought you said you had no no dealings with money whatsoever. You just sat there no, and spent no, the money. Not sure I'd be no, happy no, with no, that, no, Boris. No. My wife is here to support and she understands what we both want for you, Paul. As of 15 minutes ago, when I learned <laughs> that you were my friend... Um, <laughs> what we both want for you is to find some success with what's going on. This whole thing has just been a terrible experience for everybody. And uh, 
This murder has put a, a huge damper on something that has not been, to the moment, something that I believe what you thought it was going to be. What a dramatic change of your tone now that you know we are friends. It's funny how that, that can sort of go there, can't it? Here's amnesic. That was the part of the part of the backstory we didn't know. I had one too many orgasms, it would seem. For the best of us. A side effect of the drink, I'm not sure many people tell you this, but a side effect is hopping continuities. Mm. Um, drink responsibly. <laughs> don't drink and write. Found that one out the hard way. Especially... Do not especially drink while berry. taking pharmaceuticals, oh, yes, especially in I am not responsible for any jumps in continuity. <laughs> I am very much responsible for jumps in continuity. That's what they all say. My accent's <laughs> just the only thing that jumps in my continuity. Mm. One too many orgasms recently, then. Officer. What I do off-duty. Duty. Ha-ha, duty. duty. She's a duty. Duty. Duty, 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 Punish me, Dredge. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'll punish God. all of you. That's a different kind of pudding. Can we stop this murder already and get Is to this threat? order promise that's been both. brewing for the last hour and a half? Well, the murder obviously can't be part of the orgy. It'd be unseemly. Well, that's why we got to have it first. We've got to have it first before we find out who the murderer is. Feel- exactly, get all the tension out of our brains. You can't then. bloody well have an orgy with one of us in handcuffs. <laughs> yes, oh, maybe you can. Can. Or can you? Well, you, you've you just answered the your own question us. then, haven't you, Lizzie? Someone's going to have to fill the hole that Franny left behind, that's all. Hmm, holes, uh, be, be adventurous, mm. darling. Use your imagination, oh, then. You know it. <laughs> and now this turn to necrophilia. <laughs> Maybe we should move on before we start talking about real illegal shit. Isn't it, I think that's another clue that someone needs to present, yeah? You know, Plague, I, I honestly think every single I one of them that, should right? be in handcuffs. At this yes, I agree. Make sure that he's on his best behavior. What, you going to arrest me for loving my fiance? <laughs> then guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to speak until the next clue comes out, so I'm just going to wait for that to happen. Well, I I happen to 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 discover a a voicemail and transcript from Franny from Franny's mobile by Barry Chips. Apparently, Barry has been in correspondence with Franny, and and it's not very nice. If you ask me, <laughs> do you want me to read it or would you like Barry to read it in his own oh, voice? I definitely want to hear Barry say this. Come on, boy, answer your phone. Ain't no point in trying to avoid me. All right, then. If that's how you want to play it, I'm going to be there this weekend. So you got no excuses. Sort of then. Yeah, this is... That is that is me. That is a, That is my message... Uh, so, what what is if you were actually trying to sort with him? It's rather aggressive, wouldn't you say, Barry? I had no dealings. Yeah, Barry, I, I know I said I had no dealings with Franny, with Franny, hmm. but this transcript—I uh, know it's—it looks a little suspicious. Is it? 
Is it true that you are using Craddock's restaurants as a way to launder money? I know him. Why did you lie? He rents a restaurant from me. You've been laundering money. After the fire, he took over for the previous tenants, but none of this has anything to do with the... with... with any of this. It doesn't mean I broke the law. I I mean, I I do break the law by selling the drugs, but not... Do you sell the drugs out of the restaurant that Franny was running for you? No, 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 no. He's using it to launder the money he gets from the drug sales. You are quite the liar, You see, my dealings aren't exactly legitimate, and we are in the presence of two police officers, so... Wouldn't you expect a drug dealer to kind of be a little less out with it? What would you rather- in the current situation? What would you rather? I launder money, okay? I launder, I launder the money through the restaurant to clean it to from the drugs, from the snow. No longer calling it pharmaceuticals, are we? Sure, you caught me. Arrest me, please. So, Fran, but I'm not the murderer. Franny was using your restaurant. To launder money? And you were... No, I was laundering the money through the restaurant. And you were giving him a kickback from it? Maybe. I I would think that uh, the honesty in your illegal dealings would probably be more relevant and important to these police officers. I'd rather be in jail for drugs than murder, yeah? Franny had nothing to do with the drug stuff. Franny just rented from me... Legitimately, even though I was not now, legitimate. Was the, wasn't this the same building that there was a fire? Was there a was this fire a cover up, perhaps? Yeah. A convenient way of getting rid of tenants, such as one such tenant that we all know of. I cannot speak of this. Oh, won't. Yes. Why well, can't you? A, a question is silly. You know, banker brain. How these things just come to me, yeah. By the way. Paul, I'd just like to mention how how lucky I am to have you in my life as my dear friend. Uh, I feel like, I feel like that's speaking of Paul, I feel like that's something I don't. I don't anyway, Judy, you know it seems very odd that you're here. You came here under false pretenses, yeah. You won a contest, all to go after Barry. And yeah, he might be guilty of some things he literally just admitted to and making some terrible puns, but this seems a little bit above and beyond, right? To come here and and pursue him. I mean, aside from his confession that he literally just gave, it seems like you didn't really have much to, uh, to go on to be knackering off for a weekend to be around him. What's the story behind that, love? Fine. Fine. It's it's personal. My brother was a police officer, and he died in a fire on rotting on the sea when the Chinese restaurant, between a walk and a hard place, burned down. Crikey. I believe it was arson, insurance fraud, and the owner of that site is Barry Chips. So yes, I'm here to investigate oh, Barry, Barry Chips. Barry, Barry, Barry. Guilty as chips. You've been a My bad monkey, boy. Barry. A very bad boy. That's what they call me, bad boy Barry Chips. Nobody calls that's you that. That's what they call me in school. Officer Judy, I know this might be breaking a law to ask this of a police officer, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
did you kill my mate because he was running the restaurant that killed your brother again? Of course not. He wasn't running that restaurant at the time. He's running a restaurant now. No, but, you know, he's, he's working... He's working for Barry then. I mean, you must have known what they were up to. A little bit of the stuff behind the scenes. Honestly, whether or not Craddock bought the property after, he had nothing to do with the accident. It was just a coincidence. I want Barry. Craddock's got nothing to do with it. Officer, I'm deeply sorry for your loss. That's terrible. Boris, my love, you're as much an investigator as you are a banker. You know what, Paul? No, thank you, darling. Have you considered a career change? As we all know, Paul... I know who I think the killer is. What What are you saying about my best friend, Paul? As we all yeah, know, my name. you're close to bankruptcy with this hotel business. Can you explain just how close you are to going bust, going under... How many bookings do we um, have for these weekend mini-bakes? Enough to make a profit? Excuse me? I never once said that I was going bankrupt. I said I wasn't. Oh, that's not what I would, I've heard. <laughs> that's not what I heard from my seat right in front of me. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I compared that here. It's like, according to this thing that we probably should have said during round two, this information was revealed, apparently. <laughs> I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that there wasn't a stop. At my thing at round two, so I didn't notice that until the very end. <laughs> so there were two parts that I didn't even in- see. Uh, but I wasn't challenged on one of them, so. Beautiful. Well. Oh, we missed the clue. <laughs> er, where do you see the number of bookings I have for the weekend? Just what I've heard on the street. <laughs> mm. Well, just, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but the street is lying to you, and we are more than fine. I've been thinking for a while, and I've been thinking so much that my head hurts. Um, but I do remember in the the history of Titan Place, um, that that the name Shorthose was familiar. I said that earlier, um, but I finally placed it. In the 19th century, the Mad Baronet had a Batman, um, that might need Butler, um, named Shorthose. It's too rare a name to be a coincidence. So what's the connection? Fine, 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 fine. Okay, he was a bad man, like the kind of Batman, like he has a bat and he protects him from getting hit by others, you know? Uh, but he was like a ser- he was a servant as well as a protector of the Mad Baronet. My great-great-grandfather Samuel Shorthose, for whom I was named after, but I go by Piers because I like the name better. I think Samuel is such a boring name. But anyway, as far as your concern, uh, my family deserves as much of the paint and plunder as the painting family does, because of the fact that the Mad Baronet was so close with my great-great-grandfather and he protected him with his life. Protected him with his life and yet the Mad Baronet treated him so poorly that he didn't even get paid enough and I think that my family deserves some reparations. Mm. A lot a lot of uh, tea's getting spilled here at the table, wouldn't you say? Um, 
I, I, I also have to ask something, Boris. Yes, my dear friend Paul. You must have been absolutely furious when you found out about Franny dealing win with Teresa. I'm sorry? No, no repeat yourself. Well, I couldn't hear you over the, the things. You must have been furious when you found out Franny was dealing with Teresa again. What you mean? Uh, now that you mentioned it, I heard you arguing last night. Was that about Franny? No, listen, all right. Guys, first of all, I would hope that someday you will find a love like I have found and understand that it is not a straight shot to the moon that maintains its heights of ecstasy for all times. There exists undulations that create peaks and plateaus of happiness and sadness based upon circumstances. Did we have an argument? Yes. We had an argument because I don't like, as Fizzy mentioned, sometimes when Frowny is around my beloved, he gets a little handsy, yeah? He gets a little titsy, he a little, a little scoot in your bottom, a little nuzzle on the guzzle, and uh, some, some weekends I'm just not in the mood for that, you know? I'm not in the mood to see my beloved having someone else's hands on her, unless it's a sex slave masseuse that the fake reverend slash mm-hmm. uh, heir of the butler Batman who came here to steal some stuff and may or may not have killed Franny supplies it to us, in which case that's fine. He's a professional. That's okay, the masseuse. So yeah, we might have had a little spat about that, but that's all right. That's what married couples do then. A little heated, yes, he was angry, understandably, but he calmed down over dinner. You must have noticed, if you notice the argument, you notice he calms down. He always does with just a little bit of food and wine. So it, it was a brief argument, but we uh, we figured it out later in bed. That's all there is to it. So is that why you didn't meet with Franny? I didn't meet with Franny because I love my fiancé. Uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. Um... I, yes. I'm concerned about how you were feeling, and especially now that you find out it's more so that Franny was dealing with Teresa. Um, did you know before? Oh, no, well, all right. I've said before there wasn't anything serious between me and Franny. I mean, yes, okay, I was a little bit upset. I might upset when I found out he was trying to double deal, as it were, to, to ride twice in the same night, I suppose. But... You know, I mean, no one wants to be cheated on, but let me repeat it. Let me make absolutely clear this was not a serious engagement. So if this was not serious, why were you so angry? No one likes to be cheated on. No one likes double dipping. Okay, well, if everyone involved consented, but I had not. I did. He... He told me it was only me, and we were both on the same page that it was a fling, but that there was nothing else going on. We both have our statuses. He is a celebrity, me is mine, and... I mean, it would be embarrassing in the papers if such an affair had gotten out. Did you want it to be more serious? Oh, goodness, no. The man couldn't ride to save his life. I think this is a fallacy. I think he wanted more, but he was a celebrity and he said no. And then you found out he was going to Teresa and it just killed you inside. I won't pretend there wasn't a wound, but a couple of drinks and I'm right as wrong. Alcohol's a solution to a lot of Mm. problems then, yeah? Especially the orgasm. (laughs) And the cause of, but that's a different discussion. (laughs) Mostly the solution thing. What's that old Homer Simpson line? It's like, 
beer, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> that is such a good impression. I may or may not have watched too much Simpsons growing up. You aren't the only one, Obs. Yeah. Well, if we're all airing dirty laundry yet again, I, I do have something to bring up. And sweet Fizzy, you, you know I love you, but uh, are you still angry with Franny? Because if I recall, you published an academic essay on recipes from the Peyton family cooks from the 19th century, and I think Craddock stole all of your research and turned it into the best-selling titled Recipes from the Mirage. You were pretty furious. Are you still mad? Well, 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 <clears throat> yeah, three years ago, Franny Craddock had, had the best-selling book titled Recipes of Raj. The, the problem is, he, it was my work. I worked on it. I'm the one who did all the research. I worked hard. Um, and, and, you know, like, it, it was, like, it was, you know, about food and race and gender in the 19th century British India. And he stole all my work. Yeah, you're right. I was pissed. Um, but, and I, yeah, no, I haven't forgiven him because he's a dick. Um, but the material was, was legally out of copyright and there was nothing I could do. So his, his death doesn't make any difference here. I'm not, I'm not getting anything back because his fat ass dropped dead. I'm pretty happy about it. I have no way to show emotion when I do this voice. <laughs> um, I, I wish to I wish to to bring something back up regarding the state of the bookings, as I feel that the inspector may bring this up, as I falsely said gave information. We would not have even broken even. No, that's. That's evening. terrible to hear, Paul, especially coming from one of my oldest and <laughs> dearest friends. These secrets that are being aired. I, I believe it was Mr. Jefferson who talked about the tea being spilled all over the table this evening. My goodness. Uh, uh, yeah. That's not all that's being spilled. As soon as we solve this murder... I think that comes later. I think that comes later. It seems uh, there's a lot of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Barry would know Making all about chemistry. Right. Pharmaceuticals. And drugs. I'm glad that that's not my, my purview to investigate. Thank goodness. I'm off the hook for that one. But I do need to solve this murder. So let's take a moment to uh, roll the tape uh, and play uh, the next uh, audio. And uh, we will transition into each of you making your final claims of innocence, uh, as it were. And then our dear audience will help me snuff out which of you is the true murderer here at Peyton. Murderer? Murder. Yes. So let's roll the tape, shan't we? Roll the tape. So this is where we are. This weekend mini-bakes idea is as useless as it sounded from the start. There weren't enough people booked in to make it profitable for Paul Babylon. But Mr Babylon doesn't seem to care as much as he might. The company might go bust, but he'll survive. All we can say is that the death of Franny Craddock came at a very opportune moment for some people. Elsewhere, Judy Drench is here on an unofficial undercover investigation. We don't really approve of that round these parts, particularly when it's personal. 
and this was personal. Her brother died in the fire that destroyed between a wok and a hard place. Those premises are owned by Barry Chips and were, after the fire, rented out to Franny Craddock. Mr Craddock's love life was somewhat Byzantine in its complexity, and he seems to have left angry people in his wake. Teresa Paynton, Boris Jefferson, Lizzie Lightwater. Meanwhile, Fizzy Crookshank and the so-called Reverend Shorthose had their own feuds going. Fizzy Crookshank hadn't forgiven Franny Craddock for stealing her research and making money out of it. And Shorthose hadn't forgiven the Paynton family for the treatment of his ancestor. He wanted a share of the Paynton plunder. Yes, the Paynton plunder. I still don't quite see how that fits in. Still, over to you. Who do you think murdered Franny Craddock? All right, all right. Let us uh, transition then into your final statements, uh, your your claims of innocence. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe uh, <laughs> Paul Babylon is the first to speak uh, to uh, make his declaration of uh, innocence. Uh, for our audience to uh, make the uh, call of who they think the murderer really is. Paul, what have you to say? You are most certainly correct, good sir. It is me first. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'll come clean. This hotel has been a financial disaster for me. And the weekend, mini-bake idea, well, um, that, that wasn't worked out either. Um, I hoped that it would boost income in the off-season, but we couldn't get the bookings. All of this is regrettable. But I promise you, it's got nothing to do with my dear friend and partner, Freddy Craddock, being murdered. Yeah, well, if we're being honest, I'll do my best to join in. Questions have been raised about my business practices. Now, you may think that I've sailed a little close to the wind in the past. I couldn't possibly comment. All I can say is that I had nothing to do with the murder of Franny Craddock. Why would I kill him? He was one of my best tenants, a flapjack of all trades, and a master of porn, eh? Close end. You burned down a restaurant to get the insurance money and to get rid of tenants, and then you rent the same premises to Franny Craddock. Now he's dead as well. There's something very fishy about you, Mr. Chips. But not me. I'm a police officer. So when I say I know nothing about Mr. Craddock's murder, well, you can trust me, can't you? Trust you? You came here in disguise under false pretenses, and with a terrible Birmingham accent as well? This is true. <laughs> now I'll admit. Thank you for recognizing cool. it. Now I'll admit, I was here in disguise as well, but I had a reason. I've got natural justice on my side. The Paintons treated my family very badly. It's time they made amends. But that's not got, that's got nothing to do with Franny Craddock, has it? Well, I I did have a quarrel with Franny Craddock. He, he stole months of research from me and he made a fortune, but that was the past. And well, you know me, I'm, I'm not a vindictive person. I'm in fact very innocent and probably the most innocent of all of us. Um, and I'm certainly not a killer. <laughs> Crikey, no. Well, I'm not either. Decent chap, that Fanny. I went to school with him. Good grub as well. Excellent cook. I can't imagine why anyone would want him dead. Especially not my very dear and oldest friend, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was in the script. <laughs> I, 
Sure. <laughs> we believe you. It was. Thank you, my friend. I Thank won't you. pretend that there weren't some <laughs> sore feelings after I, I learned that Franny had been double digging. But all this business about his love life, stuff and nonsense, you know? He was fun. We had some good times. But the idea that I'd kill him out of jealousy, it's laughable, isn't it? Like, I was okay. I was more upset about the prospect of such a sordid affair making it to the papers and tarnishing my reputation, especially after after reaching the status that I have. But I certainly would assume that murder would be just as much of a blemish, if not more so. Which only leaves me. Franny was a good friend to me. There was a time when he was more than that, yes, but it all seems a long time ago now. I can't think of a bad word to say. I can't think of a bad word to say about Franny. I mourn him, and I shall miss him. Far more than Paul. And I'd hope that was true of us all. Well, well, what a colorful, colorful crew. (laughs) We better get this solved quickly. So audience members, please, if you could, (laughs) click this link and head on over to, uh, I'm being told it's a Google. Uh, There's a Google form. If you fill that out, uh, we will take a look and uh, we will see if you can sort out which of these suspects is not innocent and is a dirty, dirty liar. Yes, uh, all the guests are welcome to to finish that out. Obviously, one of you you already knows that you are the killer because it's in your book. So, so that one person well, can't. They can do certainly uh, put in an answer, uh, and I will review them. Uh, <laughs> they certainly are welcome to put in an answer. <laughs> yes, uh, that is totally, totally allowed. So, uh, take a moment, uh, audience and members, to uh, fill out that form. Uh, would a mod please uh, pin that uh, particular comment there uh, with the link uh, so that uh, you all may fill that out and we will take some time uh, to uh, get that sorted. Uh, give me just a moment to... Uh... Oh, there's an other... Is... Oh, man. Oh, it was AOC the whole time! There certainly dun, dun, is dun, dun. It's, it's always AOC. Just because I'm your dungeon master doesn't mean it's I can't believe Inspector McClue you just popped out and be like, it was I the entire time, Corey. Uh, I am not the cannon killer. I will say that. I am not the cannon killer. This is phase one in the war against the mimics. (laughs) (laughs) It was Valai, whatever his last name is, the famous magician. I still can't remember that name. Illusionist. I'm dead. No. (laughs) All right. He had a first name, too. I'm seeing the answers are coming right in. Yes, yes, I'm seeing all sorts of answers. Remember, the stakes are you can win a $25 diehard dice gift card if you correctly get. And easily has to tell us who has the worst, the worst and, and the I bad. suppose, best English yes, episode. Yes, certainly, certainly. Uh, so while you all fill that out, I, I'm going to uh, get ready to uh, print your certificate, your award for guessing correctly so that we have a that comes through oh yes i'm seeing i'm seeing some votes for the reverend pierce shorthouse come through i see a guess for lizzie lightwater at least Hmm. i'm just a little guy (laughs) mr chips ah yes boris jefferson is on the list and poor babylon and Teresa. my it seems 
Almost. That's the only one that's confirmed. Yes. Is they don't have these sixteen people haven't seen anything. And they're raiders. Oh, they won't, they won't. know. <laughs> yes, Perhaps we should start over from <laughs> the bar. Those are the reverend. He did it. Uh, we are in the midst of a murder mystery. We are the. Not yet. Not yet. Did anyone no, guess you're me? Adorable. Not yet. You're so, adorable. Please, please. You twist your curls. You will not find any guilt in that face. You can potentially win that Die Hard Dice gift card that is uh, absolutely a treasure. We have uh, 11 entries so far. 11 entries so far. Mm, well and, uh, I'm starting nice. to question your deductive skills. Very much so. I put an answer okay. random. Easily we can... We can Aaron, see easily, easily now. Yeah. Yay. Uh, yes, here, here we, we can see Easley's yeah. judgmental face and our British accent. with my dogs. <laughs> it's the person you most medium expect. You know, I, I'm honestly surprised seeing these answers that uh, the inspector has not made the rounds on the list, despite early impressions from the Twitter. <laughs> Very surprising. <laughs> All right, so uh, we are closing our entries. We have several, several. And uh, upon reviewing the evidence and seeing the answers that you have entered, that you, you're putting the finger on, I will say that there is one amongst us who is very smart, who has been paying attention, <gasps> who has been really looking into the clues and making connections. And there's one of us who also deserves a <laughs> wonderful honor. A wonderful honor. And they will also be winning this contest. So, uh, Sparky Petunia. Is Sparky. Put their finger on Fizzy Crookshank. For this reason, I missed a lot but it's based on the fact that Skank is in the name. LOL, sorry. Talking <laughs> <laughs> to you, you what you missed this entire time, and it is called The Point. I will be emailing you a code for a $25 Die Hard Dice gift card for your fantastic entry. Uh, clearly, the 50% script and 50% shenanigans has really rubbed off on your answering uh yes thank you so much and uh we also will uh, award a, a member uh the you done figured it out award will be proudly presented to the lovely squid monarchy squid monarchy squid. is putting their finger beautiful on boris jefferson for this reason is the only one who knew about Franny's teeth. He mentioned it in his first dialogue. He also had the best motive and could have um. learned about the poison from Teresa. Congratulations, Squid Monarchy. You have solved this murder and figured out it was in fact Boris. Jefferson, Boris, what have you to say? Will... Yes. Mm. Okay. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> Will Boris explain how he got the poison in the yep. liquid? In the, the yeah, I'll do it right now. Yeah. Uh, I invested. Hold on, I gotta find the accent again. Oh, 
Hey, DM. All right, there it is. Uh, <laughs> you invest, I invested a lot of money in this weekend mini bike project, and as far as I can see, I'm not going to get it back. I've got a couple of wankers running this business, and it's fallen through the floor proper lot. The business is failing. Paul Babylon and Frank Franny Craddock could close it down at any moment, and then my investment is gone. Poof. They don't even have a financial stake in any of this. They could go fuck right off and be done with it. But now, with Franny dead, all the insurance company comes back to the company, yeah? And who's the company? Me. I'll at least get my original stake back, yeah? It's like I didn't lose anything. And I knew that Franny wore dentures. I'm the one that knocked his teeth out when we were playing rugby in school. And I knew about that poison from the cabinet from Teresa. So when she fell asleep last night, I slipped into mm. Franny's room and poisoned his bottle with it proper like. And then crawled right back into bed. Spoiler, yeah? Can I just say, I was, because I didn't know until the very end, that's how this worked. I didn't know until round three that I was, so I'm scrolling down like, oh, what are my clues in round three? And it's just right at the end, there's a thing like, do not reveal, you are the murderer. And I was like, what? How? And then I'm I'm reading the explanation and I'm like, yeah, that checks out. That's a pretty good reason. And then I'm just thinking about all the clues in my head. I'm like, everyone's got a good, like, real reason of something. Everyone's malicious. And my guy's mm-hmm. kind of like, not. And so I'm just convinced during the last act, everyone's like, it's fucking obsessive. It's got to be him. It's got look at it. I find it really difficult. I love doing these, but I find it really difficult to deduce while also playing a character because I'm thinking more about yeah. what I should do improvisation improv- to improv rather than I'm thinking about, oh, who's the killer? It's so funny, too, because it was literally I... that one thing. It was the tooth thing, and it was right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense. You could, That could have yeah. literally been the only clue. And I didn't yep. pick up on it. I didn't remember it until I read it in this uh, paragraph. I, I was like, oh, yeah, I did know. That didn't register yeah. to me at all. My head was on one of three of you. Um, so I just picked one at random and put Jilted Lover in my reason. <laughs> that was it. Um, <laughs> But uh, I knew it wouldn't be Teresa. It was too obvious of a thing to say it would have been. Um, Lizzie was kind of just a, eh, probably, but not really. Um, So I'll put it down. The Reverend, or Reverend, um, my head was like, it could be, but it would be incredibly unlikely that he would have only killed one. It seemed too obvious, right? If he were going to. Yeah. Yeah. And, And the only other person would have been Boris for the financial aspect. Um, never for the, you know, his partner is potentially knocking around with other people, but more the money. But I flipped a coin and then went, that vote will do. <laughs> and Lizzie was just a red mage herring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Red mage herring. <laughs> I love it. My answer was just ridiculous. Who did you guess, Emmy? Uh, Factor, do you I have do my have answer, or do you answer. want me to try to find it? Uh, Emmy says, I'm putting my finger on everyone. For this reason, 
Franny dropped dead as a result of all the sinning going on in that house. You know, <laughs> you know, short hose while praying was definitely serious. Uh, I won't say that word. Going on, and someone was definitely on their knees. Lizzie and Fizzy were fisting while Boris was getting pegged by Teresa while Judy and Ben hey. watched through a hole in the wall. It seems so out of character for we Emmy totally to uh, write anything like that. So uh, yeah. How did Emmy know what was yeah, happening? Absolutely. So innocent. How did she so, know? Uh, here I will show. Uh, I will show the awards, and uh, we'll play the tape. Um, uh, the final tape with the solution. Give me a second if I can find your award. So for Sparky Petunia, here it is. Here it is. What you didn't get. Holden is sus. The point. Yeah. Congratulations. We are so proud of you. Yay. Hopefully next time uh, this 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 gives you some motivation. Wait, we forgot to do the accent award. Who who, yeah. who got the worst accent? And of course, I think we know the answer to this one. Squid, Monica. I got to my after. You figured it out. You did so it, let Squid. Us, let us play this uh, final audio clipping and uh, wrap up for the evening. Da, 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 da. Let's try to look at this logically. First thing. Did Franny Craddock find out anything about the paint and plunder? Is that why he was killed? Answer, I have no idea whether he found out anything. I have no idea if there was anything to find out. We still don't seem to have discovered if the plunder even exists. Is it relevant? No, I don't think it is. The real question is much simpler. Who stood to benefit from Franny's murder? The company set up to run these weekend mini-bakes was struggling, but Mr. Craddock's death means that the life insurance policy will pay out. Who wins? And, just as important, who knew that Mr. Craddock wore false teeth? This was clearly a secret. Chefs don't like to advertise their dentures. But one person knew. The person who told us that he knocked out Mr. Craddock's teeth in a rugby match at school. The same person who had invested a large sum of money in the weekend mini-bakes and who stood to lose a packet if it went under. Boris Jefferson, I'm arresting you for the murder of Franny Craddock. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned something which you later rely on in court. Anything you do say may be given in evidence. Terms and conditions apply. As for the rest of you, remember that culinary crime is much rarer than you think. So don't eat cheese before bedtime. Don't have nightmares. All right. <laughs> yeah, Holdy, don't eat cheese before bed. You know. I happens. promise. That's the uh, that's the end of our mystery. The Slice of Murder is a product by University Games. Go check them out at universitygames.com. I'm a vector of change. Tonight we were joined by Bus and Pumpernickel, Easily 18, Emmy Injuru, Obsessive Repulsive, Plunge 87, Red Mage Doge, Squid Monarchy, and The Bubble Boy. You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash effector of change. Every Wednesday we stream the Frog Pond Academy, a magical 5e slice of life adventure featuring four of the guests in this murder mystery. If you'd like to support me and the show, feel free to donate to my Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash effector of change.